This is the Family Shift Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to this month's episode of the Family Shift Podcast, a podcast designed to help families stop drifting and to start living with greater intention. My name is Rodney Gage, and this is my beautiful wife, Michelle. Hey, everybody. Thank you. We're so thrilled that you have joined us for this episode. And hey, before we dive into uh, this particular topic and subject matter we're going to be discussing, we want to take just a moment and thank our sponsors, which is Nona.media. They do an incredible job, really just a turnkey job of audio and video production services, and they truly help bring content to life through storytelling. So we appreciate them, and we appreciate their partnership and helping us tell our story and to help families write their story to be all it can truly be. Well, we're tackling a very hot topic this month, and we're going to be talking about the subject of how to get on the same page in your marriage relationship. Yes, we are. This is a hot topic. It's been a hot topic for us to get prepared for. Do we ever get on the same page? Oh, yes. We've we've done it a few times over the past 28, 28 years. years of yes. marriage. Yes. I think it we takes have some work. been off the page a few times. Far too many times. <laughs> but we've worked hard at getting on the same yes, page. Yes, we have. And what's so funny about us um, that most people don't know is that I come from a family of four girls. I'm the oldest of four girls, and you are the youngest of four boys. Yes. And that um, definitely set us up for some challenges of getting on the same page initially in our marriage, and it's it's been interesting. That's a little a bit of an understatement. Let me just tell the way it truly is. Okay. Okay, so... I came from all boys. She came from all girls. I'm the youngest, as she stated. She's the oldest. Basically, she tells me what to do. But anyway, Mm -hmm. no, just kidding. But (laughs) at the end of the day, I was in for a rude awakening when I was introduced to her family for the very first time, up close and personal. And what I mean by that, I'm talking about spending the first Christmas in their home and seeing how different... Being around four girls truly was, for me, as I grew up around all boys, for us around the Christmas tree, it took literally all of maybe five minutes to literally destroy and annihilate annihilate our Christmas presents when we just ripped them open and, you know, gave each other, you know, fist pumps and chest pumps and all that kind of stuff. That should not be allowed. (laughs) But that was the extreme opposite situation related to her family because it was all soupy and sappy and emotional and drama and tears. And it was like I was sitting through a therapy session because of the way they experienced Christmas. It's the love of Christmas. Well, the heart of Christmas. Yeah, it was a little over the top. So what happened was is that <laughs> instead instead of just ripping through the Christmas presents, oh, they would actually each one take turns. Right. They would open up their gifts each daughter at a time and then they would read these notes to one another. Like how much they meant to each other and how much they you know, adored each other and got into the details of how they were thinking through all of the sentimental aspects of why they chose this particular gift. And I'm sitting there on the couch, literally like, what in the world have I gotten myself into? And I began to realize real quick that girls are not only much different than boys, maybe in the way we communicate and the way we maybe process things. But for me, that was like a rude awakening. I realized that, hey, I'm going to have to make some serious adjustments here because you see things 
from a whole different perspective. You right. bring a whole different approach to things in our relationship. And now in obviously in 28 years of our marriage, Right. That I never was truly exposed to. Yeah. And obviously, uh, struggling to get on the same page is not always about, you know, Christmas and, and the way that we view Christmas. There's right. a lot more obviously. to it in, sure. in the, our marriage relationship. And there are things that cause us to struggle to get on the same page. You know, discipline of our kids is oh, one yeah. of the things that we have, I think, struggled a little bit getting on the same page. Um, handling our finances yep. and setting boundaries with the in-laws has oh, been yeah. interesting over the years. And how you actually run a household, how you set your schedule, how you do your calendar. There's all kinds of opportunities to not be on the same page. Sure. Or and to all figure those out how to get on the same page. Yeah, and those just lead to disagreements. Absolutely, yep. and that's when you're not on the same page. So right. um, there are several different reasons at the why couples struggle getting on the same page, and um, we've outlined a few of them, and I think one of them is the one that we talked about in, in your opening story is that the way we grew up. Yep. It, that's one of the reasons we struggle, um, just the way our perspective is of life, the way we expect things to happen. We expect them to happen the way that we grew up, you know? Sure. I expect you to treat me like my dad treated me, and I'm sure you expected me to be perfect like your mother. Make my mom's waffles. <laughs> that's right. Wasn't quite. I didn't quite meet all those <laughs> expectations. She was Wonder Woman. Um, the second thing is just stereotypes and roles that we see in social media and in our culture, um, just our current culture, what we see, is it struggles, it presents struggles for us to get on the same page because we begin to think that those things are reality when they're actually not reality, and we begin to compare ourselves yeah. um, to other people or to their highlight reel of their marriage. Um, and thirdly, a personality differences are a big reason we struggle mm -hmm. getting on the same page and That's just huge. understanding our, our differences of our personalities, how we're wired, and yeah. how we see life is, is very much a, a challenge for us sometimes because we're all extremely different, and usually opposites tract. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and a fourth thing is, is our friendships. Those that we've put in our circle of friends can definitely influence the way that we see life and the way that we expect things to go in our marriage as well. Yeah, I think it's easy sometimes to maybe look at friends, for example, and see maybe what they do or how they do it. And we think, well, we should we need to do it, or you should do it like him, or you should do it like her. Mm -hmm. And so we get into this whole comparison trap a lot of times. Right. And so I think it's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different reasons why couples may, you know, struggle just initially, maybe just seeing eye to eye, getting on the same page, working through those differences. And it can be a lot of different factors, as you just pointed out. Right. But at the end of the day, a husband and a wife has to figure out how to get on the same page, even though they're going to be different, right. even though they're going to bring different perspectives, even though they have different childhood, you know, experiences, backgrounds, you know, all of those personalities, as you mentioned, I mean, even though we all have these differences that we bring to the mix, in some ways, and we'll unpack that here in just a moment, in some ways, all of those things can also be leveraged to be a good thing. Right. That's what makes opposites attract. Uh -huh. That's what sometimes pulls a couple toward one another is because they complement each other's strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So that can truly be a good thing. Right. But over time, those strengths and weaknesses 
those opposite tendencies mm-hmm. can create struggles and challenges. So really, how can a couple figure out how to bring har- harmony and peace and unity? How do you see eye to eye? How do you get on the same page? And so we, we, we want to kind of give a little straight talk tonight, talk a little candid on what we believe is deal critical when it comes to getting on the same page. So let's just dive into it. Yeah, you know, um, last month, our daughter Ashlyn yep. got married. And it was, you know, it's funny at the, at the wedding ceremony, you see two people take two candles and they light one candle called the unity candle. And it's interesting when a person or, or a couple gets married, like you're talking about, it's almost like you come from two different storylines, two different pages, yep. two different books that have been written so far in your life. And at some point you have to kind of mesh that at least somewhat to get on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. I think the key and then what, you know, and what was crazy is I officiated our daughter, um, Ashlyn's wedding. Yeah. So when I stood there, you know, with Ashlyn and Dylan, you know, and they exchanged their vows, you know, I remember one of the things that I challenged them with was mm-hmm. the oneness, you know, two individuals becoming one flesh, so to speak. And so that oneness is the blending of two individuals. And so right. how, with that in mind, how do you get on the same page? And we always like to start any approach to a relational challenge sometimes is with this statement. And it goes like this. We have to think who before do. So think about that for a moment. Think who before do. I think the tendency is for in our minds to think, well, he should be doing more of this, or she should be doing more of that, or he should be more like that, or she should be more like that. And in essence, I think we're trying to change in our attempt. We're trying to change the other person from maybe trying to have them be what we want them to be or do what we want them to do. And I think before we get into roles, I think we, before we get into who's doing what, I think we have to stop and ask the question, okay, who do we want to be as a couple? Right, right. Who, as a husband and a wife, do we want to be? Who do we want to be as parents? Who do we want our children to be? Mm-hmm. What do we want to ultimately become as a family? Who do we want to be as a husband and a wife? So we have to, it really does, like we say in our book that's coming out in September, on September the 17th, start with the end in mind. You know, it's so important that any couple stops, no matter, I don't care if you've been married for, you know, 10 days or 10 years, I think it's yeah. important that every couple stop and ask the question, okay, who do we want to become? Right. And I think one of the most practical things, Michelle, and we've done this before, is just make a list. Mm-hmm. You know, take, take two sheets of paper. The husband writes down a list of things that he envisions for his life, the things that are important to him. And that can certainly be from his perspective of what he brings in terms of his personality, his background, you know, what, what perhaps um, he was exposed to growing up, you know, as a kid. But at the end of the day, what is important, in, in my case, just personalizing it, what is important to me? What are the things that are, that are meaningful to me? And you, of course, would do the same thing. And so when a husband writes down and puts, you know, on a sheet of paper all the things that are important to him, 
the wife sits down, puts down on paper a list of all the things that are important to her. Okay, now those two sheets have to be consolidated. At some point, we got to take that list, and we and, and one is not necessarily right or wrong or more important than the other, but all we're doing is we're just putting on paper what is most important. And ultimately, what's Im- most important hopefully should describe or articulate who we're ultimately trying to become as a couple. Right. And I think that also applies to different situations within our marriage. I think as we set set the stage for our marriage, that's awesome if you can do that like with premarital counseling. A premarital counselor is going to give you that sort of um, exercise to do and to know who you are and how you're going to blend, uh, you know, through different things. But once you're in the marriage, um, say 27, 26 years into the marriage, you're dealing with disciplining a teenage son or daughter, and you're having trouble getting on the same page, you sometimes have to write out the things that you're thinking, why you think it should be done this way, or explain to the other person why you feel it should be done this way. And to be able to get onto the same page is to begin to have an understanding of, well, this is what we want for our child. This is who we want our child to become. So we're going to have to maybe compromise the way that I think that he should be disciplined or, or the way that you think he should be disciplined. I have to trust, you know, some things to get us on the same page, or you might have to trust me to get on the same page. Right. We can't be dogmatic and stay on separate pages. And I, th- I think as you're making that list, yeah. you know, you have to also categorize. So, for example, so this is what's important to me when it comes to handling money. Mm-hmm. This is what's important to me when it comes to how we raise our children. This is right. important to me as it relates to maybe the roles in, in, in as far as, you know, domestically, who's responsible for what, or, you know, even in the workplace, you know, when it comes to, to work and how much time we spend doing this or that. So we are literally breaking down, categ- you know, in the different categories of life, so to speak, right. that are important to us and impact us, not just individually, but collectively as a couple. And so as we, yeah, so Mm -hmm. as we're working through those things, then it comes down to a matter of, okay, okay, this is what's important to you. This is what's important to me. This is how I see things. This is how you see things. And again, one's not right. One's not necessarily wrong. One's not better or worse. I I think it it cannot be an issue of who's going to be in control. It's not, it can't be an issue of um, who wins and who's lo- who loses, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I think the preface is, who do we want to become? And right. then... It leads us to the second point. How are we going to get there? Yeah. And well, so leads we, us to that second point, though. I think right. your just point, you're touching on it so much, and that is, we is greater than me. Yes. We is absolutely. greater than me. So who do we want to become? What the, First of all, what do we need to do to get on the same page? Right. Number one. Who, who is greater than do. Right. And, and then, number two, we is greater than me. Yeah. And, you know, it's like the old saying, it takes teamwork to make the dream work. Right. And so that Easier dream. Than done. Yeah, but that dream <laughs> that you have, you know, yeah. as a couple. Yeah. The who aspect of who do we want to become, that's the dream. That's the vision. Right. And so, okay, now in order for us to achieve that, then yeah. we got to understand that, you know what, we is greater than me. Right. So it's no longer about me, it's about us. Right. I think I, I you grew up playing um, sports, and you didn't really play team sports, you played individual sports. Well, both, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I always did kind of an individual thing when I was growing up. And it's, it's incredible to learn the power of we, yeah. of team. When you come together, you're so much stronger together. But we tend in, in life to, to drift towards our own choices, what we w- want, our own preferences in life. And we have to learn to come together as a team. Yeah, especially in parenting. Absolutely, you've heard the uh, the the phrase, you know, power couple. Oh yes. So you know, yeah. people say, "Oh man, that's a power couple right there." Well, what are they? What are they really saying? What they're really saying is that, hey, here are two here are two unique individuals, mm-hmm. but together combined, wow, man, that's a power couple in that they really complement complement each other well. Right. I think that's a true power couple, for sure. I think in our society, it's looked at as maybe a power personalities sure, that maybe. are out yeah. there. But a true power couple, you know, has, has looked at the end, and they are together in their decisions going forward for their future. Yeah, and I think that's yeah. the key, is just appreciating the fact that, yeah, we may come from different backgrounds and different experiences, and we have maybe different attitudes and perspectives toward things. But what we're doing is we're blending all of that together. Right. And it's no longer about me. It's truly us. So we is truly greater than me in that we're going to take our strengths and we're going to take our weaknesses and we're going to blend those together and we're going to make the best of That's what good. we have. Right. And That's what good. we are going to ultimately use in order to become who we want to become as a couple. It's not always easy. Nope. <laughs> it is not nope. always easy because, you know, some of us have pers- strong personalities and some of us think we're right most of the time. I'll confess. All right. So <laughs> moving on to number three. So okay. the third thing is, is that we have to agree to disagree. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you're never going to be fully on the same page when it comes to agreeing about everything. Nope. But that's the give and take of marriage, right? And that's where we have to sometimes just say, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm not gonna fight this. Again, we mm-hmm. is 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 greater than me in that. Hey, we're gonna fight for our marriage. We're not gonna fight with one another. We're gonna fight for our marriage, and because our marriage is top priority, and because we are for each other, and we are for our marriage. Okay, there, because. We're keeping in mind the bigger picture. It's not mm-hmm. about who wins and who mm-hmm. loses and who's right and who's wrong. Yeah. There are going to be some things where we're going to have to kind of meet in the middle right. and say, okay, well, I don't agree with that, but because our marriage and my love for you and our commitment to one another is the most important thing, mm-hmm. we're going to agree on this, even though I would do it differently or even though you know, I, I think we should do it that way. If this is what we need to do to be unified, then that's what we're going to do. Right. And I think personalities, you know, play so much into this area of our lives. Um, we're all so uniquely designed. And um, one thing that's so great about our website, uh, familyshift.com, is we actually have a personality test. Yeah. And it's so, it's, such a great gift to give yourself and to give your spouse is to understand yourself and to understand your spouse because their point of view is valid. 
mm-hmm. my point of view is valid. Um, but you have to understand where, where you're coming from and the type of personalities that we have have a huge impact on that. Yeah, I think, I think sometimes that's uh, maybe overlooked in a lot of ways just because we don't fully understand our DNA and the way we're wired and in not fully understanding maybe the way our spouse is wired. And I think it's incredibly important to, to really become a student of, of not just yourself, becoming self-aware of what your own unique personality type is, but mm-hmm. also how that affects your spouse. So, in fact, let me just say this. this I thought this was fascinating. Um, psychologists have identified over 18,000 words to describe different personalities, temperaments, if you will, mm-hmm. when it comes to a lot of people's, um, uh, you know, personality types. Yeah. Well, when you think about that, that's that's sim- crazy. that just simply means we're all uniquely wired different. Yes. So we, on our website, we talk about five different personality types, uh-huh. the, the different avatars. So you got mastermind, you got the trailblazer, you got the guardian, you got the ninja, and you have the social genius. Well, if a if if a um, if the husband is a social genius and the wife is a ninja who's more of an introvert and quiet behind the scenes, but the husband is you know the life of the party and wants to be around people all the time, well, obviously that's going to create some challenges. And right. but yet because you see things from a different lens, mm-hmm. all of those things have a profound effect when it comes to seeing eye to eye. Right. on all kinds of matters in your relationship. Right, getting so, on the same page. So it's important to mm-hmm. take the time. You can go to familyshift.com, take our personality assess- assessment, see which personality avatar you are, yeah. but understand that with those unique differences, you know what, that's where that power couple perspective comes into play, mm-hmm. where we take each other's strengths and weaknesses and leverage those to make us a really strong couple because, again, we've embraced the idea mm-hmm. and the priority that we is greater than me. And That's we're right. going to agree to disagree yep. at times, but yep. at the end of the day, what's more important is that we are striving to become who we are desiring to be as a husband and as a wife. That's right. I was thinking about this um, as we were talking about it. And, you know, sometimes in life, it and in relationships, it's easy to think, you know what, I'm just going to rip up this piece of paper. I'm not going to try to get on the same page. I'm over this. But if we keep the goal in front of us of mm. what our legacy, what we, the story that we truly want to write on that piece of paper, yep. you know, it's, it's a stronger pull to get on the same page, to write the story of our life, the legacy that we want to leave for our kids, for the next generation what we want them to remember us by you know we we can get on the same page and we can agree to disagree if we decided up front that we can do it we can do it and you can do it absolutely yeah well as we wrap up our time together for this month's episode let me just remind you how do you get on the same page well you got to be committed to it work hard at it but here are three things to remember think who before do we is greater than me and there's going to be a time when you have to agree to disagree. <laughs> That's right. But fight for your marriage because your marriage is worth fighting for. And that's going to require you to make a shift. And we want to challenge you 
to make whatever necessary shifts that you need to make in your relationship to be all that you desire for it to be. Because if you don't make those shifts, you're only going to drift further away from what could be and should be. So we want to challenge you to stop the drift and to make the shift so that you can start living with more and greater intentionality to make the most of your most important relationships that you truly have. Well, we're out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next episode, hey, have an amazing week and the rest of your month. And remember, hey, let's stop the drift and make the shift. If you're receiving hope and encouragement from this podcast, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes and share it with your friends on social media. You can also receive the Family Shift Discussion Guide and show notes right into your inbox by signing up or downloading the discussion guide by going to familyshift.com backslash podcast. While you're at FamilyShift.com, be sure to sign up to be the first to receive updates on Ronnie and Michelle's new book coming out this fall. Special offers and bonuses will only be available to our subscribers. Once again, thank you for joining us at the Family Shift Podcast with Rodney and Michelle Gage.